Although a rebranding is most visible through the use of a new name, logo, tagline, or some variation thereof, a true rebranding is more than just visual. It's a marketing strategy meant to communicate a differentiated identity in the minds of consumers, employees, competitors, investors, and other stakeholders. Welcome to Drive Time Marketing. Most of the rebranding we read about is not much more than a logo tweak or what I like to call a brand refresh. Social media has allowed everyone to judge the slightest efforts companies have undergone to rebrand, and unfortunately, that audience can often be more critical than appreciative. So before you fall into the vortex of commentary, make sure you understand what you ultimately want to accomplish, the steps to reach your goals, and frankly, if you want to or need to at this time. If your target audience has or is changing, you'd be smart to change along with them. Same goes if your competition is eating a little too much of your business or if you can't use the brand you've bought or inherited any longer. But if you're thinking of simply changing your logo and calling it a rebrand, I beg you, please stop right now. Consider Radio Shack's fail rebranding effort a few years ago. The consumer electronics chain rebranded to The Shack, but failed to update their product offerings and their overall brand philosophy with their new logo. You have to go all in when you rebrand, but there are clear steps that will help you navigate the process. First, know what you're trying to accomplish. A rebranding is about aligning with the business's long-term goals and must support the overall business strategy. An essential first step for you is setting measurable goals and determining a baseline measurement. Call your favorite researcher or compose an online survey to understand the brand from both an internal and an external perspective. Are your customers relating to your brand? Do your customers remember your brand and its meaning without being prompted? What do your non-customers think about your brand? Is your brand distinguishable among the competition? Do respondents find something unique about your brand that you can leverage or fix? Do your employees know what the brand is trying to promote, and do they feel it's delivering on that promise? Do they themselves think they're fulfilling the promise in each of their interactions? Is the brand genuinely aligned with the vision and mission of the business, and are any of these elements believable? In this step, you should also evaluate existing marketing strategies, materials, media, and communications. It's critical that you engage not only your key management, but your line employees as well to gather internal perceptions and explore the variety of possible positioning changes. Next step, lather up. If you think I'm going to tell you to trot out your SWOT analysis, I have a little bit of a different approach I'd love for you to try. Borrow a page from medicine and try a soap note, a terrific concept introduced to me by my friend Laura Petrolino. She's the chief client officer for Spin Sucks. Soap notes are used by healthcare providers to document, in a consistent way, notes about a patient. It can also be applied to marketing communications and allows you to review subjective inputs, such as the ones you collect in the previous step, as well as objective observations to formulate assessments and ultimately plans. Subjective, objective, assessment, plans. S-O-A-P, soap notes. The process goes a little like this. In the subjective portion, 
You want to gather a comprehensive report of what's going on. What do you see happening? When did it start? Can you isolate the problem or the origin? Has anything helped alleviate the symptoms? Remember, think like a doctor. Then you move on to the objective portion. It's the follow-up to the subjective observations. So subjective, we're getting negative feedback. Objective, what type? Concerning what? Now you have some level of measurable detail around those observations. Next is the assessment phase. Laura advises, if you have a team work on a project, it's always valuable to have everyone do their initial assessment alone and then review each other before you work together to work on a more detailed assessment or the overall strategy. Then you put together your plan with objectives and vision, which you can then share with your creative resources. So notes. Next step, get a little creative. While the graphics development portion of rebranding may seem like the fun part, it can also be the most difficult because it requires you to give solid business-based direction. A key component of success at this stage is to clearly understand what you're trying to say with your new graphics and language. There are a few ways to get a great start on this portion. You can utilize a creative brief. You can have some fun and think about who your brand would be if it were a pop culture icon. Once you've given your creative partners your plan, your brand insights and ideas, you have to step away and let them go. After reviewing a few graphic approaches and making some edits, you should be ready to show them to a select group of folks for input. Consider another call to your favorite researcher to perform a series of iterative focus groups to glean the stakeholder reactions and interpretations of your new look and feel. If you've never experienced this type of process, it can be really eye-opening, but it does require more than sitting behind a two-way mirror because as you work through focus groups, your very talented creative team will be adapting the graphics and the language to reflect the most appropriate input. Then the next group will see something slightly different and so on and so on. With a handful of groups, sometimes less, you'll have your new look and feel and you'll be really confident about it. Then you have to plan the rollout. From your email signature to the logos on the paychecks to the sign out front, rebranding can suddenly seem overwhelming. The only way to manage it is good old fashioned checklists. You have to take a full and detailed inventory of every logo item. This step could be taken care of earlier so that you can develop an appropriate budget and a rollout calendar, which may have to align with capital improvement budgets. Additionally, you may decide some things may not need a logo. I've heard the legend of companies that bring little elves in in the middle of the night to change everything. And like magic, everything is shiny and new when employees arrive for work the next day. The truth is, it's going to probably be a gradual process for you. If you're too fast, you'll blow your budget quickly. If you're too slow, you risk not making an impact and possibly causing confusion. Communications will be critical in this phase. Whatever the reason you embarked on this journey, you'll still have customers employees who are loyal to the existing brand. They deserve to be informed about the transformation. You'll want to assure them the change won't negatively impact them or the service and commitments you've made to them. Keeping this information at the department or executive level can absolutely backfire, causing frustration to everyone. An internal rollout is crucial to transforming your business and creating excited brand ambassadors. Don't skip this step. Many marketers make the mistake of making the internal rollout 
a memo or a pre-shift meeting with a t-shirt or a button. But it should be a celebration. It should say, you want to be a part of this. You want employees proud to share the news. Finally, you have to develop a proper style guide. A brand style guide, or BSG as we like to call it, will assist your staff and vendors in the appropriate application of all the new brand elements. I'll share a link in the show notes for our BSG checklist. Rebranding is not for the faint of heart. It takes many moving parts to go from considering rebranding and doing it successfully. But with careful planning and attention to detail, the benefits can be significant. Thanks for joining me this week. I love sharing the tips, tricks, and tools I've learned along the way. If you're a casino marketer, consider joining us next March at Casino Marketing Bootcamp in New Orleans. If you like what you've been listening to, please consider giving us a great rating so that other marketers like you can find us. And make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And tell all your marketing friends about us. Until next time, keep marketing.